forward to this night every year is um, we don't do altar calls or an invitation. That's one of the things my parents found so odd about our church is that we don't do an invitation here. Um, there's lots of reasons for that, and I'd be happy to share them with you if you want to know, but it's kind of a digression for this for this night. But one of the downsides, I think, to, to not having an invitation or an altar call is that a lot of times the body doesn't really get to see what God is doing in the rest of the body, if that makes sense. You know, a lot of times... We don't get to see, hey, you know, this person has come to know Christ and he's go, he works with so-and-so and now they're coming to join the church or, you know, it, it was Disciple Now weekend and so now these, you know, 15 youth are now rededicating their lives or whatever. You know, we don't get to see that. Um, and I think I think we miss out. So that's why nights like tonight are so awesome, you know, because it's one of the rare times when outside of community group or whatever, when we get to see how God has worked in the lives of the members of this church. So, um that's what we're doing here. So uh, first one's always the hardest. Who's it going to be? I told Kyle I don't mind awkwardness and awkward silence, so I can stand here all night. Somebody's got to do it. I lie. I really do hate awkward silence. While y'all are thinking, 2009 has been a pretty awesome year for me. Uh, graduated law school. And uh, got a new job, and uh, most importantly, God has blessed my wife and I with a nice, lovely, bubbly baby boy, and um, his name's Eli. It's pretty awesome. Uh, he's in the nursery tonight, which was a huge step, but it's been really cool because I feel like I now know more about God's love for me because I have a son, um, if that makes sense. I, I don't know, you, you hear about agape love and unconditional love, and you, you experience that I think when you when you marry someone, but but when you have a child, I mean, there's nothing that can compare to it. So I, I'm I feel like I can now worship God more fully and I understand His love and His grace a little bit more now because of a, because of my child. And so 2009 has been uh, been awesome for me. So and and for these share times, I'm sorry, brag on Jesus times. Um, don't feel some of you you feel like oh I, I can't get up there and talk for five or ten minutes or whatever. I'm not good at impromptu speaking or whatever, but you don't have to talk for a long time. It can be as quick as Jesus did X, Y, and Z. Or you could have had the worst 2009 in the history of the worst 2009 of anyone, but if that's the case, then that's okay too. Thank you, Ashley Hawthorne. Come on. I will go all night, so you come on. Talking about randomness. Ashley Hawthorne, ladies and gentlemen, let's clap. something um just wanted to brag a little bit on one of the characteristics of god that has um just been becoming more and more clear to me lately not necessarily something specific that he has done in my life but i think we can brag in any way tonight so um this morning when i was reading this book which i highly recommend and i think probably everybody here well not everybody but a lot of people here have it daily practice but um anyway there was a little chapter this morning about God being our sustainer 
And that's just kind of been something that's hung on to me all day. And I thought, if it's still hanging on to me at, you know, when John says, somebody come up here, maybe it means I'm supposed to share it. But um, I've had a lot of pretty difficult things that I've dealt with in my life. And I often tell people, any big thing I've ever asked God to do, he hasn't done. And um, so that's always been kind of like a major Debbie Downer, you know, like way to approach prayer. But the thing that he has done, like every single time is that he has sustained me. And um, I was actually writing my mom a letter as an Advent conspiracy Christmas gift. And um, like just all that she's been through, most of you probably know she's paralyzed. And like God has sustained her through like never taking away her pain, never allowing her to walk again or anything like that. But almost the fact that she has been sustained with joy and peace is more of a miracle to me than if she were to just hop up, you know? And so um, just a challenge that whatever you are going through, whether it's like being stuck in a job that you hate or a difficult marriage or um, just life stages are so big for people at our church just because of our ages. I think that a lot of it's just like direction and quarter life crisis and just even just within our church body, there's been a lot of tragedy and pain. And um, if we're all, everybody that's here has been sustained through those things. So I just think that that's like a shout out to that characteristic of God that I often don't put in the category of a miracle. And I just really think that it is. And um, maybe like one that's the most amazing. Um, So anyway, that's all that I had. I did have a verse to go with it. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Ashley, for saving me for that. All right, who's next? Lana Hunt, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, I'm Lana. I've been nervous about this all day, so I'm glad I didn't have to go first. Thanks, Ashley. Um, 2009 was really insane for me. Um, Last year when we did this was probably the hardest service that I've ever been to just because things had just been really rough um, and the last thing that I wanted to do is sit through an hour of people talking about all these great things that got it done. So if you're in a hard spot right now, uh, maybe just don't check out, kind of listen. But um, anyway, at the end of 2008, I was faced with a pretty insurmountable um, situation and everyone that I talked to about it was like, want to touch that um just everybody that I talked to was like you know you have a few options none of them are going to be good and so I kind of just braced myself for the bad outcomes um so for the first six or seven months of 2009 I kind of just was preparing myself for whatever was going to come and um and every option that I had was bad all it was all going to leave me having to deal with the situation for a really long time in my future um, so at the same time, uh, I also owned a store at the beginning of this year in Zachary, and um, it just got too much. And so I decided to sell the store, going through all of these different things, um, dealing with those for the first few months of the year. It was just really tough. Um, another situation that left 
my heart kind of tender. So it was just all of these things going on at once. And I just carried a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of burden. I kind of just blocked myself off um, from everybody really. So dealing with all of this, everything was drawn out, um, no good outcomes. I guess maybe the end of the summer, July or, or sometime I get a call from um, my lawyer. There were lawyers involved in the crazy situation. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, you might want to sit down. I have some news for you. And at that point, I was like, I don't need to sit down. I'm already down. You know, nothing you can tell me is, is going to be any worse. So he's like, well, it's actually good news. And the Lord had worked out the situation in a way that I'd never even considered. Um, we talked about it, but my lawyers were like, this is never going to happen. It's not going to come out that way. Don't even think about that. You need to prepare yourself for these situations and the Lord was like nope I'm gonna solve this for you this way and it was I don't know I was just completely overwhelmed because the the way that he solved it was in a way that I wouldn't have to deal with all the other options I was gonna have to deal with those for a really long time but this one the way he solved it was hey you're done you don't ever have to look back on it you don't have to think about it anymore and it is done and um so that happened and I think Either the same day or the next day, I get a call from uh, the person who was buying my store, and they were like, okay, we're ready, you know, we can sign papers. Seven-month process. They were like, yep, we're done. So I was just really overwhelmed with that, and at the same time, you know, I was thinking about, I had no idea what I was going to do for a job after this. Um, just didn't really want to think about it. The very same day, I get a phone call from a friend. He's like, hey, uh, you need to call me back. Uh, this guy wants to offer you a job. And I was like, mm, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to work right now. I just want to take some time off. He was like, no, you need to take this meeting. So the next day I go to this meeting, and this guy's basically describing my dream job to me and um, wanted to hire me for it. And I kept having to apologize to him because I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm excited, but I can't take all of this in right now. I, I just don't understand how it's all happening. Same meeting, while I'm talking to him about this job, I get a phone call from a person who, um, because of who it was and what time they were calling, I knew that it was to do with this other crazy situation that I've been dealing with for four years, I guess. Um, and I knew that because of who it was and what time they were calling, it was great news. And so, I don't know, it was just really insane the way that all of it came together within a week. And um, I kind of just had to sit back and think about it. And I knew that the, because of the way that it happened, it had to be the Lord. And, you know, there was no other, no other options. I couldn't say, oh, it was luck or, uh, you know, things, they, people just got nice or whatever. I knew that because of these seven and eight month processes that were really, really rough for me, um, because they all were solved in crazy ways that are just ridiculous and within, you know, a, f a few days of each other, um, I knew that it had to be the Lord. So, uh, I don't know, things were still rough after that and things are still kind of a little bit shaky, but um, I don't know. He just took some crazy, crazy situations that I never thought that I would be faced with, and I never thought that it would be solved. He took them and was just like, I can do this. So, um, you know, things are good, and through that process, he really just exposed some things with myself, you know, in my heart that I never would have noticed before that I worked through, and, you know, he kind of knocked some walls down and allowed me to be vulnerable and allowed people to uh, kind of love me and I didn't really I haven't ever really done that before just kind of been out there so um, 
I don't know if I if somebody asked me if I would take it all back and not have to go through that I wouldn't I would I would go through it again just because of the way that the Lord has used everything um, to kind of glorify himself and and to change me so um, no matter what you're going through I know I didn't give any details or any specifics but you can ask me I'm an open book I don't care but uh, he can take any situation and and solve it in a way that you never hoped for and that you never expected so um, that's it thank you I have to say who's next every time. So, come on. Johnny B. Hello. Well, the last of 2009 went out with a bang. I learned how to snowboard. Okay, this is a person that has two rods in his back that came around 11 from three months from being paralyzed. I snowboarded. And also, an, another thing that was amazing, uh, a friend of mine, Robert Terrell, used to say, used to ask this question, where did you see Christ show up? There was a girl that had cerebral palsy that was pretty much uh, paralyzed, she could snow ski. She had a certain wheelchair that she snow skied. And I missed her coming down the mountain, but you could see the smile on her face. It was amazing. And I learned how to drive a snowboard. So the thing is, God has to, Jesus Christ has the power to do anything. The power to dot, dot, dot. Thank you, thank you. Jensen Young, y'all just go, whenever she see somebody coming up, y'all clap, maybe a woohoo or a whistle from someone, it'd be awesome. Well, uh, some of y'all didn't know, but in the last part of 2008, I wanted, while I loved my, our church here, I wanted physically out of Baton Rouge for several reasons. Um, I never felt a call that I was supposed to leave the church. Uh, but there were there were some situations going on that I just I just wanted to get out of here, do something else, head back to what I call home, uh, and it was just I didn't see I didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. But uh, through some circumstances this last year, I've kind of realized a why I had to go through some of those things, b why I was left in Baton Rouge when I didn't. If you'd ask me, I did not want to be here uh, to set up some things to go on this next year. Uh, that if I would have been, if I'd have been in the, the part of the state that I generally uh, cleave to, the northern part of the state, that I would not have been able to do. And uh, some opportunities are opening up, and uh, it should be an interesting year. And kind of looking forward to some of those things and uh, some other financial situations. Just. Uh, in some strange ways, got helped out. I'm I'm living rent free at the moment, uh, which is kind of odd. Uh, but uh, some of the uh, a piece of advice I would give uh, to 
to some of you is, is to keep interacting with uh, with the world in 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 a in a Christ-like way. You never know when someone, based on seeing you do things over the years, is going to ask you uh, to do something that will help you out in the short and the long run. And that's sort of that's that's a, a way to describe what happened in uh, me reducing my bills a few hundred dollars a month, which has opened up the door for some other things. Uh, and uh, the other thing I would I would uh, say is, is is look for the opportunities to invest in others. One of the most uh, one of the things that while in January February. I wasn't sure why I was I was here. There was one there was one moment a light clicked on, and I was involved in a process of help, helping someone do something they wouldn't have thought they never thought they were going to do. Uh, and through that, I I was okay to stay here for a couple of months to see that through. But then I was still set on I was still set on okay. I've got to be here through this, but then I'm leaving. But. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful that I didn't leave even though some of those other circumstances had to, had to be faced and dealt with. But in the long run, uh, th those things will help build what Christ has in me in the future and what Christ uh, will do through this body. And uh, I thank each and every one of you, even the ones of you that aren't here. So, John. Thank you, Jensen. Chase Smith, keep it going. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Woohoo, yeah. Hello, hello. All right, quickly, um, the Lord has blessed me um, in multiple, multiple ways throughout 2009. One of the things that really hits home to me is uh, he's blessed me with a living and a career that I'm going down that I absolutely love. It's what I want to do. And um, doors keep opening up to, like, further that. So um, just doing what you love to do for the rest of your life is what I'm doing. And I'm incredibly blessed at 22 years old to be able to do that now. Well done, sir. I don't know why I even hold the mic. Next. Adam Zat. Hello. Um, I have a healthy, fervent dread of public speaking, so bear with me. Um, but I can't not get up here and just thank everyone for all the love support from this community. Um, you know, I've been coming here about a little over a year. And, uh, the 30 days of prayer um, around this time in 2009 um, really kind of redefined uh, God for me and what discipline means and what prayer means. Kind of jumpstart a lot of good things for me. I 
yes, it made me realize that, you know, attending this church, I wasn't a member yet, you know, I was kind of new, but, you know, the, the true vine when you read it, it really describes the kind of life we can live in Jesus Christ, and I guess it took me a while to realize that I was coming to church, you know, every Sunday and going to that community was a community God provided for me to live with. Because um, I think for a long time I was someone who was more of a consumer, not a Christian or whatever, in a, in a community. And uh, I guess I just learned through that study that it's no accident that I'm coming here with all of you and uh, that I have an opportunity to invest my life and walk closely with y'all. And, uh, it's really difficult for me to do social things like that, I think. Uh, you know, to take steps and meet new people and uh, just kind of open my life up. And just by God's grace, I was able to, to take some steps and it's just been the best thing ever. And, uh, just really want to thank y'all and uh, my community group. Community group is the best thing. If you're not in one, you should really think about it. Uh, I'm sure they're all awesome, like friends. Uh, and you know, just walking into that group, it's it just kept blowing me away how these people were interested in my life and walking with me. And, uh, I think a lot of things I used to feel I would project on myself. Imagine other people thought things like they didn't want to, you know, really get to know me or something. There was a lot of superficial things, but that's not the case. exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I, not, I should disqualify myself. And the key verse for me being, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one so I guess uh, walking with you all has really adjusted my trajectory and um, our relationship with God very much for the better. Um, so thanks. Amen. Stories like that that make me so happy to be uh, a part of this body. You know, and why I love nights like tonight because. I know Adam's at, but we don't, you know, we haven't had that conversation, so it's just good to hear. Uh, so, come on, I know there's more stories. 
Ashley Ballard. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a yay. Hey. Um, my first time up on this stage. Um, just really wanted to say what the Lord has taught me this year about myself. Um, obviously, he's blessed me and our family. Um, we have a new baby boy coming in March. And um, one of my biggest fears and anxiety upon finding out that we were having another baby was what is life going to look like after that? And I don't know why I worry, but I do. And um, so prayed about it really big this year. And the Lord just kind of revealed to me after, um, well, let me rewind a little bit. Um, 2007, we had Trace. Um, 2008, the Lord called me to teach, which I thought he was crazy then. Um, and... Um, became a teacher and stepped out in faith and knew that that was my calling from the Lord at that time. And um, now I, I just felt a really strong calling that he's, he's asking me to stay home with my family. And it's a big deal um, because I, I'm a math teacher and a business major and I still can't figure it out how it works on paper, but I know that the Lord has got it taken care of. Um, he's given me a really strong peace about that over the year or over the past few months really. Um, and I just, um, I just really love the way he worked it out. Like, he didn't um, have to prove himself to me in, in so many ways. He just, you know, showed me that I needed to trust him. And, um, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe if Ernie gets a promotion or something happens with us financially that we'll inherit all this money. Um, but it, <laughs> it didn't happen. So, um, and, and so we just kind of stepped out in faith and said, yes, this is what we're going to do. And then sort of kind of after the fact he just showed in so many ways that this is what he's called me to do Ernie did get a promotion and that's a big blessing for us this year and um just has kind of affirmed um the calling that I thought I heard over and over again since then so I just am grateful to the Lord for that and I'm just very excited about what 2020 holds for our family and what it looks like and um you know I still have my fears but I have a really strong peace about it so I'm just very thankful um. Thank you, thank you. I know there's more. Brian Tompkins, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Tompkins. I hope he's not going to the bathroom. No. All right. <laughs> I keep waiting on somebody's going to stand up and be like, oh. Whoops. It's like an auction. So. Hopefully I can get through this because tell this story to anyone without getting emotional. Um, this is a story about what God does with just a little bit of obedience. Um, there was a lady at my office who the weekend of Thanksgiving she went up north to see her family and she came home and someone had broken in her apartment and stole all the Christmas gifts that she had bought for her five boys. She's a single mom, doesn't make very much, and probably had been saving up pretty much the whole year for what she had under the tree. And 
she doesn't live in a really good neighborhood. That's the reason she got broken into. Um, but she had to take the presents out of the trunk of her car and take them in so she could have them suitcases to travel My heart pretty much broke when I was told this a couple weeks before Christmas. And uh, immediately I, I felt God just pressing on me saying, you know, you pretty much talk to everyone in this company. You can let them know. And so we decided to, you know, just to try to take up a little bit of money just to try to replace a little bit of what was stolen. And uh, I started passing the word around uh, on a Friday afternoon, and some people had given some money, and then Monday morning when I went to work, it seemed like every 10 or 15 minutes, someone was bringing money to my desk. And I, I set out thinking, okay, if we can just get two or three hundred bucks that would help replace what she had and about lunchtime when it crossed the four hundred dollar mark I started saying wow and I reacted pretty much just like I am now every time someone would bring more money and at the end of that end of that Monday evening, I took the money home with me because I was you know, worried about it sitting in my desk all night. And I counted it, and it was $690. And the next morning, I got up. Amy's parents were staying with us. And Amy's dad said, well, how much do you have? And I said, well, I got 690 And he said, well, here's 10 bucks. Make it even 700 And got to work and we were had already made the decision that we were going to leave about 9 o'clock to go buy the gift card put the money on the gift card for her and uh, in an hour 75 more dollars came to my desk and so we ended up raising in like a day and a couple of hours um, $775 for this lady to to place and and just have a, a just a wonderful Christmas with no worry about whether or not her boys were going to have anything under the tree where it was going to come from um, and just you know it was it, for me it was just amazing to see God just show me how little I expected of him and he tripled my low expectations. So always know that you know God can do so much more than we can ever expect Him to do. All we have to do is just step out and be obedient and call system. Amen. Now keep it going. Keep it going. Can't see. Hi, I'm, I'm Mike uh, Phelps is my 
wife, uh, Tiffany. We're not members here uh, yet, um, but we just felt like uh, we needed to share with you some of the things that, that God has done our, in our lives this past year. Uh, it's a story about, you know, taking that, that leap of faith and, and the, the idea that, um, as Ephesians says, that he's able to, to do more than we ever thought possible or imagined. To him be the glory. And uh, so I'm not real good with speaking. I'm better at the singing part, so I'm going to let my wife talk. If we had known in advance, we could have done like a musical or something. That way he could have done it. But, um, <laughs> um, I'm kind of like the guy that just spoke. I'm going to try to get through this. Actually, I'm not even going to try because I already know I'll probably fail um, without getting emotional. Um, if you would have asked us about three months ago, about 2009, we would have told you we would have been very happy to just erase it. Um, if I had known last year um, if I had known last year at this time um, what the year was going to endure um, I think I would have just stayed in bed for the year um, but if you had also told me three months ago that I would be standing on this stage I would have told you that you're crazy because this very place is the place that, um, and literally, I mean, like a church stage is the, um, the place we have sought to avoid for the past um, few months. Um, Mike is, um, we are in the ministry. Mike is a minister of music, minister of worship. Um, we originally moved from New Orleans where he was worship minister there for about five years. And then, um, we moved to New Rose. We, um, I'm sure some of you can identify to this. About seven years ago, we came to, um, Mike came to lead a revival in New Rose. And I was used to New Orleans. I was used to the city life. And I made the comment going down the road, I don't know how these people live here. Like, this is weird, you know. Um, and so, I mean, we got stuck behind a tractor and there were ducks crossing the road. and. I was like, I will never live here. Uh-huh, yeah. God looked down, and um, you'd think I would have learned at that point. Um, you really shouldn't tell God where you're going to live and what you're going to do um, because less than a month later, um, we were living there. Um, and whenever we moved there, that's where our story began. Um, we thought that God was bringing us there for Mike to do worship ministry. After all, that's what his call was you know we had it all in a box that's the way it was supposed to be um and whenever we got there my daughter was three years old and um we were looking for a place for her to go i had we had always had great art education um and we were looking for a place for her to either do like a little theater group a little classical dance whatever they had nothing there um i was just getting over the shock that everything closes at six much less and I was like there's nothing here so there was a girl in the congregation long story short she said well you know I teach dance in Baton Rouge I can teach if y'all want so I said well let's just get a few kids together it's not worth driving her to Baton Rouge right now um and Mike started um we just kind of put the word out word of mouth anyone that wants to do dance you know we're going to have this meeting um 
And if you ever want to hear the miracle of Center for the Arts, which is the art school that we now run, please just come have a seat and we will tell you it's amazing. It's the things that books are written about. Um, but to tell you, we started um, seven years ago with 22 dancers. Um, and within the next seven years, by May of this year, we had 338 students. Um, we had waiting lists, we had classes ranging from dance to guitar and uh, piano. And um, at that time we had tumbling theater. It was just, it was amazing. We were operating in the church gym. Um, in March of last year, God began to tell us, just began to make us uncomfortable, began to tell us that something was about to change. Um, there began to be um, some differences of opinion and um, and I just want to stop and I want to say that the church that we were at was an amazing, amazing church. Um, they helped bring our daughter from South Korea when we adopted her home. Um, whenever I found out that my retired dad, who was 42 years old, um, and at that time a millionaire, when I found out that he had begun to use crack, um, and over the next six, seven years began living on the streets and um, they helped me through it. And so I'm standing here tonight to say that it's an amazing church and it's a healing church. Um, but Center for the Arts outgrew the church. Um, with that many students, we had more students than church members. And things just got, if you've been in a church long, you know how things can get. And we made the decision in May um, to leave. We had gone to LA for a conference and basically got off the plane and said, okay, God, here's the deal. We're not going home till you do something. Because if something doesn't change in our life, we feel like we're gonna die. You've got to do something. And God confirmed in both of us that week at the conference that Center for the Arts was to step out on its own. So in May of this year, um, Mike gave his resignation um, and we left. Um, we left with no paycheck. Um, we left, whenever we left, not everyone completely understood. Um, so we left with no church family. Um, no church family contacting us or stopping by. Um, and we began what I will say was the scariest time of our lives. Um, in June of this year, um, not only not only did we have no paycheck, we left. We had all these students that knew we had to start in September. We had no building. Um, we had no equipment because everything we had purchased was purchased under the church's tax ID number. Um, and honestly, I just thought, God, you're just not, this is not gonna, we're just gonna eventually move. We had opportunity in LA to start an art school. We had an opportunity in New York. Um, we even went there for a week. We had opportunities to go start these art schools everywhere. And every time we would pray and fast and beg God, God, what are you doing? He would say, just stay here in New Roads. Oh, come on. I mean, this is painful, God, you know, please, please. And I thought, you know what? We have no building. We have, he's just doing that thing, you know, like he did um, when he asked, um, and of course my whole brain's going to go, to lay Isaac on Abraham. Yeah, on the altar. And he's just going to go, okay, there, now y'all can leave. Y'all can go to New York and start your school in Brooklyn. And it just got closer and closer, and it wasn't happening. And it was so very lonely. 
we have no family in New Roads. Um, we had no church family, and with all honesty, we didn't want one. Um, we began looking at churches on the internet because we believed that it was important for our kids to be in church, but we didn't want it to look like a church. We didn't want anybody to act like they were going to church. Um, there were just certain things, and we began visiting different churches. And um, you guys were the first church that that we came to, and um, you were real. We've been in the ministry for 12 years. We know the game. We know what goes on behind the scenes. And not only were you real, but it was okay with you guys that we just wanted to sit. We just needed to heal, and my family needed to heal. And um, whenever we came to the ring, there's just no words to describe it. It was like God had made you guys for us. And I wanted something to mess up. I wanted someone to say something that would just tick us off, you know. Um, but it was perfect. And whenever we came, we just stayed kind of quiet. And we, um, we've been here for, I guess, since June or July. And um, anyway, to tell you, I just want to share with you some of the things that God has done. Because that that, it was a very lonely time. Um, in three months, we lost so many things. Um, my kids weren't able to go back to school because if you know anything about New Roads, um, they're, uh, you have to send your kids to private school. Well, when you don't have a paycheck, you know, private school doesn't work out very well. And um, so my kids began getting homeschooled. It was like, Lord, everything that we have, you've stripped away from us. Everything, every sense of normalcy that we have is gone. Um, it was like we woke up in a whole different life. And um, there were like... It was like, God, when is this going to turn around? And it, when it got the darkest, um, and I know at one point we looked at each other and I said, you know what, I have a degree in special ed, and like you have a degree, a medical school degree. What are we doing? And the only people that are knocking on our door and checking on us and make sure that my family is eating or for nine days our car broke down because, of course, it, you know, God, God trapped us in our house and he said you're going to depend on me and you're going to depend on me alone and the only people that were coming to us were non-christians the only people that were worried about us were non-christians um and it in um we had a couple nights where i'd say we sat and looked at each other and said is this really is this what serving god's all about this you give your life for this long and this is this is what happens in the end um, and everything began to turn around one day whenever, I will say, probably um, there were rumors flying, and when you're in a small town, those rumors hurt, and when you're not from that town, other people are believed really quick before you are, and the rumors that were kind of, at first, we were trying to put out fires, and then it just got absolutely ridiculous, and um, so we just kind of hid in our house, and... Um, Um, one day we just decided that or I decided in my heart you know we're not hearing God right we're just going to shut this down 
we're going to shut it down. And on that very day, there was a knock at our door, and it was five um, teenage guys from Point Capi Central High School, um, and they juniors and seniors in high school knocking on our door and when I opened it up and you have you know these black guys are about this tall about this wide standing there and they said someone told us that Center for the Arts is leaving and they had walked about five or six miles to come and find us and figure out what was going on and within the next week this rumor had spread and I've never received so many emails and Facebook messages and phone calls of people coming in and saying you guys can't leave. You can't. You're the only thing because we live in a town that if you don't, if you don't hunt or fish or play sports, you really don't have a place. And so you've kind of these. A lot of kids have figured out that I'm just weird. I'm just odd. I just don't. I, I don't know where I fit in. Um, and so we minister to a lot of kids that come in, and they're they're truly just artists and they're musicians. And we have found some amazing musicians and artists, and some of the neatest kids. And we get reports all the time back of parents saying, "My kids don't have to be on medicine anymore. Um, they don't. Their grades are going up. They're beginning to socialize, and it's just amazing. It's amazing to see God at work. And um, in our ignorance." When we got there, we didn't realize that the railroad tracks truly divided the town. When they would say, behind the tracks, um, I thought that was just a saying they meant it. And um, as kind and sweet and a wonderful, amazing place that New Roads is, there's definitely a problem of racism. Um, and if you saw our recent Center for the Arts was in The Advocate recently, and we did that in we created, it stated in there that we created one of the only places where blacks and whites could mix and do it safely. We did that in total ignorance. We had just been raised that that's the way that you love and that's the way that you care. And we're, we're an interracial family. And, um, but we didn't realize until, um, until other people started pointing it out. But that's also where we got into a lot of trouble too. Um, but I want to tell you what God has done. In September, things started turning around. Um, about three weeks before we were to start, and I was like, okay, God, you really want us to start. We have no building. What are we going to do? He gave us um, a building that the rent was supposed to be 2200 and the guy took $1,000 off. Um, we opened our doors, and um, just to, I want to brag on God, and I just want to tell you real quick, and I'm going to wrap up. I know I'm rambling um, real quick the most amazing things that God has done. Um, we've raised over $50,000, um, which is amazing. We have our nonprofit status, which if you've ever had to go through that is like hell on earth. So that is huge. We got that in November. Um, we also, um, it's the little things. We've never bought any office supplies or cleaning supplies. They're donated. They're dropped off to our door. Because when the community found out that we, or thought that we were leaving, they chipped in. And I can't tell you how many people every week just drop off stuff. Here's paper. Here's the, we never had to buy a thing. That has been absolutely amazing. Um, two days before Christmas, someone came by and let us know they had a Christmas present for us. And um, could we come outside? And I thought, oh, I hope it's a storage building because we're like overflowing out of this building already. And when we walked out, it wasn't a storage building. It was an entire building. Um, they bought and gave us the building next door to us. And that was amazing to me. We got a call from a lady from the governor's office. They had heard about us, heard about the things that were going on, and um, they wanted to give us three full-time counselors, 
mental health counselors for the kids. Um, just this semester, we started violin with um, an amazing violinist. I always laugh. I say I can I can listen to her practice, but I can't go to her shows because she's way too her tickets are way too expensive. Um, she's from Bulgaria. She's amazing. Played, played for the Queen of England. We have um, we have instructors from Peru, Costa Rica. Um, our instructors drive in. We have no instructors that live in New Roads except for one. Our instructors drive in from New Orleans and Lafayette and Baton Rouge because they make a difference in the kids' lives. Um, we believe in bringing the, a lot of our kids are never going to make it to Baton Rouge. Like it's a huge deal that they make it to Baton Rouge every once in a while. Um, so we believe in bringing the world to them. Um, we are in the process of becoming accredited to where they can go to school half a day and then they can come to our school half a day, the rest of the day. Um, we also opened up our own recording studio, and we have a guy coming in in the next month from L.A., and he's going to donate some of his recording equipment to us. And how a guy that's done recordings with, I can't even remember any of the names, just amazing people, um, and he heard about us, and he wants to come in and help us out. Um, God has been absolutely amazing. And every time we think, God, are you sure? Because there's still struggles every single day. We received our first paycheck in December. Yay. Um, but we never went without a meal. We never missed a house note. Um, but the most amazing miracle is what I want to end with tonight. Because I had pretty much guaranteed myself and told myself that this would never happen. I wouldn't let it. Um, about three weeks ago, Sarah Norman, I think is her name, um, came to me and said, hey, our home group wants to come out and um, we want to help you guys. And immediately I was like, no. And I didn't say that to her. I just smiled. Oh, that would be so great. That would be wonderful. And then I was like, no. Okay, time to find a new church. Um, and she persisted and, um, she emailed me and she called and when I didn't answer, she called my other director like, <sighs> and, uh, and, um, about, I guess it was like two or three weeks ago, a home, home group from the ring came out and invested in us for an entire day. And like I told them that day, no matter how thick my walls were or mics, they curdled it and they climbed it. And that day, our feeling about the church began to heal again. And we always say we can stand in our parking lot and we can throw a stone at our old church, the place that we gave 11 years. But Satan has broken that relationship down, which we're seeking reconciliation and trying but a place from Baton Rouge that we've given you guys nothing. And we don't volunteer for anything. We even came and ate your pancakes and we don't even do anything. I know it was horrible. It's horrible. But they were good pancakes. Um, and, yes, um, but you guys came out and I just, I want to thank um, Taylor and Angie and Becca and Nick two Sarahs, one with an H and one without. Um, <laughs> Becky and Paul and, their, and the kids that came and Adam, 
because yes, you built walls for us that day for our studio because we needed walls built and you painted backdrops for a set that most of you never saw and you did things for kids that you will never ever know kids that can't do for themselves but more than anything i want to thank you for beginning the healing process in our hearts with the church and i want to thank you for showing my kids again that church doesn't mean bad and that people really do seek to do good and i appreciate all of you guys for doing that and finally, you also gave gift cards, and that day when you came, and you gave my kids a Christmas, we are always doing the toy drives, and we're always doing the needy stuff, and always making sure, um, and this year, somebody came up to me and said, hey, and they gave us a basket with a turkey, well, actually, they had ran out of baskets, but that's besides the point, they gave us a turkey and a bag of fruit, and they were like, we were giving to needy families, and I was like, wow we're needy yeah and um that's when i realized yeah like our kids are gonna need christmas um you guys bought my kids christmas the greatest gift you gave us was that you reminded us that god does love through his church thank you My, it's my fault. I pushed it too hard. I know. Anyone else? Well, that is a perfect one to end on. Cause it's just, I don't know, just awesome. Um, I just want to thank you all for, for being so great you know, and, and for letting me be a part of this church. Um, I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up and lead us in a few songs. We're just going to reflect on how how God has just continued to work and continue to bless this church and continue to send us out, you know, um, to minister, you know, because that's what we're called to do. Uh, so if you would just bow your heads with me, Lord God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this church, God, and how you're continuing just to, to blow us all away with your grace and with your goodness, with your kindness, Lord, that, that, that you have made ministers among this body that go out and, and, and worship you through giving and worship you with their lives. God, I thank you for that. God, but I thank you that, that, that because of your son, we are able to do those things, God, that we have your spirit inside of us, Lord, we can go out and, and be, your, be your body in the world, God, and I thank you, and I pray, Lord, going forward, Lord, that in 2010, when we come back next year and look back on 2010, God, that we will just be blown away with what you're doing in our lives, God, what you've done over that past year, God, we just thank you so much for the stories that you're going to tell in this next year, God, we give you all the glory in advance, and it's in your name we pray, amen.